Welcome to The Brain Half Fool. I am your host, Wiley. Now, this is a brand new podcast. Uh, We'll be talking about quite a few different topics um, that will make you laugh, cry, and possibly learn something. But if you give me 30 minutes, I'll be sure to entertain you. Now, this podcast will be uh, uh, filled with a variety of different topics, like I said. Um, You know, topics that will make you laugh um, through comedy, um, you know, talking about just funny things in life. Um, some scary things in life like ghost stories, uh, sports, video games, um, love, life, everything. Um, so every listener of this podcast will have something that they can really enjoy. Now I will tell you this um, podcast being brain half full is definitely a, a depiction of my brain. It is crazy in there. Um, you know, As a teacher during the day, um, my students can constantly tell you that my head has so many different ideas coming out of it. And they just don't understand it sometimes. And I thought, why not put it on a podcast? So here we are. Um, but t- today, um, you know, as we're going through the first episode, you know, and I'm trying to shake out the nerves a little bit, I thought I'd come up with an easy topic that a lot of be- people can agree on. And that's basically um, the top 10 um, comedy movies of all time, um, based on my opinion. Now, this uh, episode will be definitely, um, you know, have a lot of different um, ideas that I'll be talking about, uh, breaking down the movies. Um, one thing I notice about when they people make top ten lists or whatever, they just kind of go through it, uh, and they give it a little bit, and they move on to the next, uh, you know, number or whatever. Um, but for me in this podcast, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to do it, you know, legit. We're going to go through and I'll give you my top 10 in each movie that I give. Um, I'm going to break it down on why you, um, why I think it's top 10 and, you know, for, through examples and whatnot. Um, but I'm also going to, um, make sure that, um, you have to know that when you watch these movies on by the list, you have to have an IQ of five, okay? Like <laughs> um, these movies that I picked are definitely the ones that go for the very uh, dumb humor, um, you know. And th- those for me are probably the best comedy movies that I can think of. Um, but I mean, that's the episode that we'll be going over um, today. Um, but you know, I'm sure to make a, a horror film, um, which will be very tough for me because. Um, I don't like scary movies, and I will uh, definitely list the, the top 10 uh, movies that uh, just literally scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, but um, I'll be definitely uh, making sure that um, if, you know, once the podcast gets going, um, that I'll uh, turn out at least two episodes a week uh, for your enjoyment. But having said that, let's dive right into it. Let's get into the number 10 comedy movie on my list. Number 10 is Team America, directed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Now, these are the guys that brought South Park to us, right? Um, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen South Park. Uh, South Park is definitely, um, you know, not going anywhere uh, with their <laughs> controversial humor. Um, it's always picking on people and whatnot. Um, but if you've ever seen Team America, uh, let, me, let, me, let me break it down for you. Uh, it is... Their same humor mixed with puppets. I can't make that up. Um, they literally made the movie filled with puppets. Um, and, and yeah, if you've ever seen a South Park episode, they literally throw those same jokes in there with puppets. It is by far one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, one of the um, funniest 
parts in that movie is when they actually make fun of um, Kim Jong-il, uh, Kim Jong-un's father of North Korea. And the whole part, literally I can't mess up, he's sitting there singing a song, I show we, show we. And I don't know why, but they have, the way they put different things around him as he's walking through his palace is absolutely hilarious. And the fact that they take a little short digs at Matt Damon, which, you know, I love Matt Damon as an actor, but the way they portrayed him in that movie, it was just hilarious. All he says in the movie is, Matt Damon. <laughs> and, oh yeah, it, it's hilarious. So if you've never seen uh, Team America, I highly suggest you watch it. But just be warned um, that while you're watching it, there are some... Um, pretty grotesque parts in that movie that um when you see it you'll be like oh yeah this is what wiley was talking about so but yeah no that's number 10 um now uh i do as we must note as we go through this list um there are some movies that actually we'll do like a tiebreaker with because i just i have so many movies that i think are the greatest um movies in, in, you know of all time and i can only put so many on a list so I had to give some love to certain movies. Um, now, I know, like, oh, but Wiley, you can't really do that. Well, damn it, this is my podcast, and I'm going to do it. So, anyway, number nine, Borat, uh, directed by Larry Charles. Um, if you've ever seen uh, Shoster Baron Cohen and his different films that he does, uh, he made one movie called Bruno. Um, he's also um, uh uh, played the um, French rival of um, Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen is, is no um, stranger to uh, controversial roles, and he's absolutely hilarious in this movie. Uh, he basically plays uh, a journalist from uh, Kazakhstan who comes over to America to basically see um, what America is all about, trying to get the cultural understanding and what makes his movie so funny is a lot of the interactions that he has with people is genuine. It's it's real. Um, and he actually gets in trouble a few times um, when, you, when you go back and look at the how, when they made the movie and whatnot. Um, the cops were calling on him a few times because of the antics that he was doing. Um, but some of the lines in this movie are just, oh, my God. I, <laughs> I mean... Like in the opening scene of the movie, he's like he's describing his family, and he goes, "My sister, number three prostitute in all of Kazakhstan." I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" Like, <laughs> who says that? Um, but le- like, I mean, he it's like he has this big thing on gypsies as well, and he he goes when he, while he's in America, he goes to this <laughs> this garage sale, and he walks up to this woman who he thinks is a gypsy, and he goes, and he's like, "Give me your tears, gypsy." No, 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 no haggling. Give me your tears, Gypsy. And and the wo- woman's face when he's saying all this stuff is just priceless. So for me, yeah, Borat is always going to be one of those movies that if you're having a, like a, a down day, if you put that movie on, it's sure to make you smile and laugh. And, it, you know, again, as I keep going through these movies, you kind of kind of see like how my brain works, like how the kind of humor that goes through my head. So you can only understand what my uh, students have to go through when they sit through my class every day. <laughs> um, but anyway, number eight. Now, there are a few of these. Um, so I just put the Naked Gun movies. Okay. Uh, now, they're directed by David Zucker, uh, who directed Airplane. 
if you've ever seen um, the movie Airplane, um, this is what got the Naked Gun movies going. Uh, Leslie Nielsen um, plays um, Detective Frank Drebin, and the amount of zaniness that goes into these movies is just mind-boggling. It's hilarious just to watch him interact with everyday things. Um, even the opening scene of the movie shows a cop car driving through certain things that just shouldn't be possible. Um, all you see is the police siren going off, like the you know, like whatever, and you see the the cop car driving. Like there's one part where he's like driving through Jurassic Park. Um, he's driving um, through an op- operation room, like all these different things, and it's just so hilarious to watch. But it kind of sets up the movie to show you like what Frank Drebin and the police squad have to go through um, every every movie. Um, but some of the some of the parts in the movie, like I mean, um, O.J. Simpson's in the movie, like, I, um, but he plays a, a police officer named Nordborg, Noidborg, and um, in the opening scene of um, the first Naked Gun, uh, he gets messed up by <laughs> uh, some bad guys, and he just gets totally obliterated, and but he still survives, and he's sitting in his hospital bed. And I kid you not, Frank Drebin comes in and like he's all worried about Neuberg and his wife's in there crying, like, is he gonna be okay? And and Frank Drebin sits down on the control for the bed, like to make it go up and down, whatever. And when he does that, the bed starts folding back and forth. And you just see Neuberg going, oh, oh, oh. And oh my god, it was it's one of the funniest scenes. Um, but that's not even, you know, just that's just tip of the iceberg. There's so many great scenes, like, you know, the fact that, like, he's getting in a police chase, and he runs over to this car and, like, jumps in the car, and he goes, follow that car! And he <laughs> he realizes that um, the car that he gets in to chase the bad guy is uh, one of those um, driving school cars. And the driver inst- driver instructor has got this, you know, little woman inside the car and she's so nervous you could tell she's like shaking behind the steering wheel and he's so calm he's like put put take the brake off put your foot on the gas and slowly start and meanwhile um frank drebin's sitting in the back like looking at the camera like what and he's sitting there like all right stop on it take a left here and he, and the driver's like take a left use your signal and meanwhile <laughs> He gets out of the window and he starts shooting at the bad guy in front of him. And this little girl sitting there driving his car, freaking out. And and the driver instructor is staying so calm the entire time. Oh, God. It's, if you've never seen The Naked Gun, I highly suggest you see it. Because um, there's so there's uh, I think there's... Don't quote me on this, but I know there's two. There might be a third, but I do know there's two. Um, so just definitely check them out. But Leslie um, Nielsen, sorry, is um, was or unfortunately passed on. But he's definitely one of my favorite actors. Um, he also plays in the movie called Mr. Magoo, uh, based on the animated show, and he just kills that part as well. So if you've ever seen any of his movies, you totally understand. But I highly recommend you check those out. Um, of course, number seven, um, you know. You got to show some love to Dumb and Dumber. 
Dumb and Dumber. Um, the first one. The second one. Second one is good. Don't get me wrong. The second one is good. Um, this is my opinion. The second one is good. They they, you know, they really tried to bring back those jokes, but they really couldn't capture it as well as they did on the first one. Um, the first one still takes takes the boat. Um, but it's directed by Peter and Bobby, Bobby Fairley. Um, and, of course, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. The chemistry between these two guys on this movie is amazing. Um, and if you ever watch interviews between the two, and Jeff Daniels, like, he doesn't really play in funny movies. Like, Jim, Jim Carrey is, you know, in Living Color, like, Ace Ventura, like, yeah, he's he's known for these big comedy movies. Jeff Daniels is not known as an actor for playing comedy movies. and But yet, in this movie, him and Jim Carrey are just... The chemistry is just overwhelming, and you definitely have to watch it because of the jokes. Now, again, if you're not a big fan of stupid movies, Dumb and Dumber is not going to be for you. Um, but Dumb and Dumber um, has... Always, I can watch this movie over and over, and I'll still laugh at it from some of the jokes that they do. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, just the one scene where um, he see he goes into like a cutaway and it shows him karate fighting this guy, <laughs> and the guy punches him right, and he comes like and he's like and he like wipes the blood off his lip, and next thing you know, you see him like walking like a orangutan. And he go and he kicks him, right? And then he rips, and he punches him, and rips out his heart. He takes his heart and he puts it in a doggy bag, and he folds it up nicely and gives it to the guy. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> still one of the funniest scenes. Um, but also, uh, everybody knows the scene where he gives um, Harry, uh, which is Jeff Daniels' character, X Lax and his uh, uh, tea or coffee, and the one. The, the part where, you know, Harry um, meets the girl to take her on a date, and next thing you know, he's got massive diarrhea. We've all been there, right? You know, Taco Bell run, you know. He goes goes in the bathroom, and he just destroys that bathroom. He's like, ah! Oh! And you just see him, like, and the camera pans in on his face, and he's just, like, just destroying that toilet. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. But, uh, but, but the funniest thing is uh, she goes, um, Hope you're not using the bathroom um, because the bathroom doesn't, the toilet doesn't work. And he's like, and you just see the sheer terror on his face. And he's like, I was just uh, shaving. Yeah, I just thought I'd save some time. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like trying to like uh, take the toilet out and try to like dish it out of the window. Oh my God. But yeah, that that scene right there is is probably one of the greatest. So, um, but yeah, no, if you, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. Now there is like, um, uh, Dumb and Dumber when, uh, Harry met Lloyd. That's like a prequel. Don't watch that movie. Don't watch that movie. Um, that, the, the only funny part in that whole entire, now that, by the way, that's not Jim Carrey and, uh, Jeff Daniels. That's, uh, I forget the name of the actors. Um, but they play, they play the younger versions of versions of them. And um, probably the only funny part in the whole entire movie is when Bob's like when Harry's character 
goes into this girl's house and his dad's in there. And his dad is Bob Saget, okay, from Full House. And he just recently passed. Um, and he goes in there and he has like this chocolate bar and he gets it like all over the walls or something. I, don't, I forget how he did it. But he leaves the bathroom and Bob thinks it's shit. So he goes in there, he's like, there's shit everywhere. And probably the only funny part in the entire whole movie. So, um, I mean, if you want to watch it, be my guest. But Dumb and Dumber, the first one, is is um, will always be in my top ten. So, um, number six. Um, this is, now, I, I had a tough time with this one. Um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to... If I wanted to go, you know, Super Troopers or if I wanted to do something else. But at the end, I decided to go with Super Troopers um, just because of Broken Lizard. Now, um, and I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but uh, it's directed by J. Uh, Chandreskar. I'm probably just butcher that. Um, but he um, um, uh, he plays Ramathorn on Super Troopers. So if you remember him, uh, you'll know who directed the movie. But Super Troopers is definitely um, right up there in one of my favorite movies because of the slapstick humor that you see from a police perspective. Um, now, I will tell you that they did make Super Troopers 2, and Super Troopers 2 was great. Um, not as good as Super Troopers 1. And I even helped, um, you know, I, I get, donated some money, and I got a free poster from them they all signed it which is really awesome uh, but super troopers one is definitely better than super troopers two um, but super troopers one has a lot of great parts in this movie um, one um, the opening scene is priceless they they pull over a bunch of stoners in a car and they walk up to the window and they got this serious look on their face and you could tell that they're struggling to keep it all in and this one guy in the back decides to uh, eat all of his drugs. Okay? And he, and the, the rest of them throw some of it out, but they stop and they find it and they bring it back. And they walk up and it's like, they start talking to him. He's like, where are you guys going? And I was like, uh, we're going to Canada. And he's like, Canada, huh? Almost made it. <laughs> and, and they like pull out the bag and he's like, we're going to watch you guys as you smoke the whole bag. And the guy that's ate all of it is looking at it. And, he, and he's like, please, no. And he starts saying, like, candy bars. Like, candy bars. <laughs> and so they ended up resting him. And they put him in the back of the cop car. And next thing you know, um, they uh, go into this, like, diner. And they have another police officer um, basically dressed up as just this crazy guy and they play a prank on him and he runs out of the rest restaurant shooting up the place um, and he gets in the car and mind you, the guy that ate these drugs is licking the back of the, the patrol car and he's going these smallsberries taste like smallsberries and he, so when he gets in this car um, to you know, he's like hello <laughs> and the guy's like, you boys like Mexico? Yeah! And it like starts flying down the road. And that's the opening scene. So, I mean, it the whole movie is just stupid comedy, but it's, it's great comedy. Um, but, I mean, there's there's one scene, line on that part where I still tell my students, like, 
do I look like I always look at him and say, do I look like the dumbest teacher to you? But in the movie, they're like, do we look like the two stupidest cops to you? And they have their eyes crossed. So I, every time in my class, I always take references from these movies and just put it into my classroom. And this is the great example of that. So highly recommend Super Troopers. Um, now, as we get into two top five, um, these, these get a little more tough for me. Okay, um, These are my bread and butters. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. All the movies in my top ten I absolutely love. Um, but number five, we got to talk about the Austin Powers movies. Oh man. Um, the Austin Powers movies, one, two, and three. Um, can we have a little debate on which, what one's better? Sure. Um, it's hard for me to sit there and say, you know, one is definitely better than two or what, whatever. Um, for me, I take all three movies and kind of put them together. Now, um, these movies are directed by Jay Roach and um, Mike Myers, man. He, comedy, comedy gold right there. Um, he plays Awesome Powers, um, and he has some hilarious interactions with himself as Dr. Evil. Um, and it's by far some, some of the funniest stuff, you know, out there. Um, but Mike Myers plays so many different characters in this movie Um that is just absolutely hilarious. You have Gold Member, you have Fat Bastard, um, but those are just some of the na- the main ones, okay? But Fat Bastard, oh my God, when he's introduced in Awesome Powers Two, oh man, hilarity. Okay, now if you've never seen Awesome Powers Two, in the opening scene, like um, they go back in time and like basically um, they. Um, I don't know how to say this. Like they still is Mojo, basically. Okay, um, or was that three? Huh. I can't remember if that was three or not. But the point is, um, Fat Bastard gets implemented in this crime. Okay, and if you if you guys can think about it, you'll have to email me, and I'll tell you all the details for that. Um, but yeah, I'm having a brain fart. That kind of sucks. I'll have to think about that. Also, guys, you know, this podcast is unfiltered, uncut, so we're just going to work through this as we go. But when Fat Bastard is, um, I think, no, Fat Bastard's still something. Oh, man, I'm going to have to watch these movies again. Shit. Well, anyway, Fat Bastard's still something, right? And um, he, I don't know why, but he takes a massive dump at the crime scene, okay? And so they literally take his stool sample and take it back to police headquarters, right? And one of the greatest scenes in this movie is Awesome Powers is talking to, um, you know, the investigators or whatever, trying to figure out, or talk to Basil, I should say, and they're trying to figure out, you know, why he did this and whatnot. And they have his, <laughs> they have his fat bastard's stool sample right next to the coffee pot, and and. <laughs> Austin picks up the um, the stool sample, and Basil's trying to sit in there. It's like, it's Austin, Austin. And he's sitting there going, whoop-de-doo, Basil. What does it all mean? And he's pouring this this shit into his coffee cup, and he starts drinking it. And uh, and Basil's looking at him like, uh. And, and Austin goes, it's a bit nutty. <laughs> oh, man. So, no, that's you know some of the greatest lines ever. And of course, uh, Doctor Evil, 
um, with his different variety of um, how he handles his henchmen. Um, for example, Will Ferrell is a henchman in Austin Powers 1, and he goes to kill um, Will uh, Mustafa, is what his name is. He goes to kill him, and he, he falls out of his chair into like this, uh, I guess, fire pit or whatever he's got installed under his table. And you just hear Will like, is someone there? I'm, I'm not dead. I'm just badly burned. I just, if I could possibly get a band-aid or some burn cream, that'd be great. And he, and and like he just keeps going and going. And Doctor Evil says, he's like, excuse me, and he calls someone. He's like, yes, down, yes, oven, yes, still burned, badly. Okay, yes, and. You hear the guy like opening the door, and he, and Will Ferrell's character is like, "Oh, thank God! Listen, I'm badly burned. If you could just..." and you just hear a gunshot, and and on screen you can see Doctor Evil like sitting there listening to see if he says anything, and all of a sudden Mustafa says, "You shot me! You shot me right in the arm!" <laughs> He's like, "Why would you do that?" And all of a sudden, like he shoots him again, and you just hear him like fall down, like you know, finally dead, and Dr. Evil's like, okay, good, and just continues with his evil meeting, um, but it is definitely one of those movies you have to, um, watch to really, um, get a kick out of it, so, but that's another movie that's got a lot of slapstick humor, and, uh, again, yeah, you get, you probably need IQ of, like, five for that one, um, now another movie that I really enjoyed, obviously, um, going through, um, High school and whatnot was old school, and this was directed by Tom Phillips. Um, if you've never seen Old School, great movie uh, depicting like you know college life, but this movie kind of puts a different spin on it. Um, so L- Luke Wilson's character, um, he's kind of like this really nice guy, and he gets crapped on by his girlfriend. Like he runs, comes home to find out his girlfriend's cheating on him basically i'm not gonna ruin the movie for you but um vince vaughn and will ferrell are his friends and um they find him or he gets a house that's technically on a college campus and they find out that they cannot have that house unless it's part of a fraternity so vince vaughn decides that he's going to turn um, luke wilson's house into a fraternity and the hilarity that ensues from that is just great. But probably the the main thing that makes this movie is Will Ferrell's character and how he handles the situation. Um, put it this way. He goes to one party. One party. And he gets completely hammered. They used to call him Frank the Tank. And he gets super hammered at this party. Next thing you know, he's streaking. And... <laughs> He's like, all right, everyone, let's go streaking. And he tells everyone to run down the road, and nobody is running down the road with him. He's literally him running bare-ass down the road. And guess who picks him up but his wife and her best friend. And and basically she's like, I'm not down for this, so you need to stay at uh, you know your buddy's house. And he has to stay at Luke Wilson's house the entire time. She basically kicks him out. And so the entire <laughs> the entire time he's at the house, he basically acts like a 
40-year-old college student. He has, like, these sex dolls and stuff like that. And uh, and he's just doing so many hilarious things. Um, but one uh, another funny part about this movie is uh, Vince Vaughn has his son's birthday party at, at the house. And Frank, Will Ferrell's character, walks up and... He's already kind of dazed from being drunk the night before, and he's walking around, and he sees this little little miniature pony sitting in the cage, and um, he's walking up, and he finds this trank gun in the hay right next to him. He picks it up, and he goes, and Sean William Scott plays like the trainer for the little donkey, or not donkey, horse, whatever, and he goes, yeah, she's a beauty, right? As I see that thing, I get to use that thing if he's any of these little bastards start acting up. And he, and he's like, oh, really cool. And he's like, hey, be careful with that. That's a really high, highly um, sedative train gun, like a penetrator rhino. And next thing you know, Will just pulls that, or Frank pulls that trigger, and the dart just goes right into his neck. <laughs> and Sean William Scott's character is like looking, is like, yes, that's awesome. And and he's like, wait, what's awesome? And he's like, you got a dart in your neck, man. You got a dart. And he's like, wait what dark dart and he's like he just can't he's starting to like really go doze out next thing you know he falls onto the pool so but no it's a it's a great scene in that movie but um yeah and it's got some of the greatest opening or lines from the movie as well like you're my boy blue like they have the 90 year old man that is a pledge for their um fraternity so yeah again you've never seen it highly check or definitely recommend checking out because yeah it's one of those one of those movies that it's uh yeah, comedy gold. So, uh, but number three, uh, we're getting into the Ace Ventura movies, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective and Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. Now, both of these movies are directed by Tom Shadak, um, and uh, yeah, this is Jim Carrey at his best. I mean, Jim Carrey has put out a lot of great movies. I mean, I just talked about one uh, with Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Liar, Liar was a good one. Um, you know, uh, Cable Guy, another great one. Uh, but Ace Ventura is definitely one of those movies that, uh, to me, uh, the jokes are right there. The improvisation, uh, the improvise that he does, fire, fire. Uh, so, you know, like when you look at these movies, like uh, Pet Detective is great, um, you know, especially when he finds, uh, when he finds that... Um, Einhorn is a man, <laughs> and he's sitting there with a plunger plunging his face. Okay, I mean that's yeah. And then when he's walking around the uh, mental hospital with a tutu, and he's acting like a like a football player. Put me in, coach. <laughs> uh, but no one can forget when uh, they talk about Ace Ventura when nature calls. Um, and the opening scene is like, all right, then. And then it goes through a whole thing of it, you know, talking about how he's trying to find spiritual enlightenment and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like, you know, walking around a, a native tribe, like saying bumblebee tuna. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's just so many funny parts that you have to watch. So, but definitely check it out if you've never seen uh, any of the Ace Ventura movies. All right, so getting down closer to number one, we got to look at number two, and I had a tough time with number two. 
Now, the reason why I had a tough time with number two is because there was actually a three-way tie for my number two. Um, I actually put Anchorman, Step Brothers, and Talladega Nights at my number two. Now, I know what you're thinking. I mean, why? I mean, first of all, one, why not? And two, every single movie has Will Ferrell in it. Uh, and all three movies are actually directed by Adam McKay. Okay, so he's, he directed all these movies. Um, but if you've ever seen Anchorman, Step Brothers, or Talladega Nights, you know that there is a lot of hilarity when it comes to these movies. Um, Anchorman alone, um, I have so many different quotes that I quote from that. Eleven glass case of emotion. Or, you know, um, quoting Step Brother lines like, Favorite dinosaur, Velociraptor. Um, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> or my favorite, my favorite line was uh, favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping, like. <laughs> or if you really want to think about it, when uh, Derek is trying to sell um, their parents' house, and they try to deter the buyers from it, so they in one part they one um, dresses up as a Ku Klux Klan member and one dresses up as a Nazi. <laughs> That's- it's like, hey, we've got free, uh, free fertilizer. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Um, and then, of course, Talladega Nights. Ricky Bobby is, I mean, he's like, I'll wake up every morning piss excellence. Uh, he, he, I mean, the mindset on him is, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these movies. Um, and also, the fact that Will Ferrell and John C. Riley um, in Step Brothers and Talladega Nights they work so great together. Um, I mean, just think about the Boats and Hoes song. Perfect example of that. Um, so, yeah, if you've ever seen um, any of those movies or haven't seen those movies, I highly recommend it. But those are why I put those at number two. Now, before I get to my number one, uh, I do have some honorable mentions that I w- wanted to briefly discuss really quick. Um my honorable mentions were Amer- the American Pie movies, not, not the little American Pie spinoffs, not not like Bandcamp, none none of those, like American Pie one, two, three, um, American Wedding, um, and American Reunion. Even though Reunion wasn't as great, although the the part where Stifler takes a massive shit in, in those uh, college students or high school students cooler, great great line right there, or great scene I should say. Um, if you've never seen those, those are a staple that I, I kind of grew up on, um, and they were always funny to me. Um, so yeah, definitely check them out. And of course, Sean William Scott's character as Steve Stifler, spot on. So, which is funny because he actually did not, he loves his character in real life, he says, but he's definitely not like that. So that's kind of funny. Um, Zoolander was another one that I put on here. Um. If you, I mean, again, Will Ferrell's in that with Owen Wilson. Uh, Evolution, that's a movie that a lot of people really don't know about. Uh, Evolution is about a basically this meteor that lands and aliens start fo- forming and taking over um, this town, and they have to work together to, um, you know, get the aliens out. Um, but the the movie itself is very funny. Of course, I have uh, Cable Guy in here. And then I have a um, my last one on I have on here is Stealing Harvard, 
if you've never seen that, um, uh, Ceiling Harbor is with Tom Green. So, um, I also wanted to put Freddy Got Fingered on there, which is another Tom Green movie. Um, that's the movie where Freddy, uh, no, not Freddy, because Freddy, yeah. But Tom Green's character literally hangs sausages on a string, and he's got... He's got them attached to his fingers, and his dad walks in and is like, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? And he's like making them dance, and it's just, ah, yeah, great, great. So, but anyway, I think it's time that we discuss the number one movie from my top ten comedy list of all time. Number one, Dude, Where's My Car? Directed by Danny Liner. Now, why is Dude, Where's My Car number one? One, it is the dumbest movie known to man. Two. Well, it's got Ashton Kutcher as Jesse and Sean William Scott as Chester. And these two guys. Oh, boy. You want to talk about comedy gold? Comedy gold right here, guys. Because the entire movie. They got so messed up that they can't remember what happened to Jesse's car. Hence, dude, where's my car? So they go through the whole movie trying to find his car. So they go, like, replay it back, constantly trying to figure out, like, retracing their steps, trying to figure out where the car is and whatnot. And as they're doing this, it gets funnier and funnier and funnier. Um, Because some of the lines in here, like, they find, like, for example, they find out that they get tattoos. And um, Chester has a tattoo that says, dude, and Jesse has a tattoo that says, sweet. And they're sitting there, like, trying to tell each other what their tattoo says. And they're constantly saying, dude, what does mine say? He's like, sweet. And he's like, what does mine say? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet. What does mine say? And they just keep going back and forth. And finally, the um, the tailor at the at the suit shop or whatever finally says, "Your tattoo says, dude. Your tattoo says, sweet." And like, and they just and like, oh, okay. But when you're watching this, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, there's so many great lines in this movie that you know, shibby, like that. I still in my head. Well, never forget. Okay, so yeah, I I, I highly recommend you see Doers My Car um, because you know who knows you may like I pulled up to Panda Express one time and uh, you know my wife and I were sitting there ordering some food and I heard the guy on the on the intercom say when I was at, placing my order he's like and then and I literally turned my head and I looked at the drive-through and I said. No, and then. And the guy goes, and then? And I said, no, and then. And I started screaming. <laughs> and he's like, no, and, and then, and, and then. And, like, and it's like, so they're like fighting. Because in the scene, like the the lady on the intercom is like, and then, and then. Like constantly, he's like, ah, no, no, that's, that's it. And then finally, he just gets so frustrated that he just rips the thing out. So, but, ah. Uh, I definitely recommend seeing that movie. Um, but again, you're going to have to lower your standards on when it comes to intelligence because 
That movie is definitely one of those that kills your brain cells. <laughs> uh, classic, classic. But anyway, that is my top 10. Now, guys, we actually made it through a top 10. Now, obviously, um, I could have done more. I could have done less. I felt that this was appropriate. Um, and yeah, this is our first episode. There will be more to come. So, guys, be ready for that. Um, what I'm going to have is I'm going to have, when everything gets set up, I'm going to have a way for um, subscriptions. I will, um, I will also provide an email for you guys so you guys can contact me with suggestions that you would like for me to talk about. Um, but if you would like, go to brain or send, an e- send me an email at brainhalffull at gmail.com. And I will take your suggestions, and I'll make an episode on it. And also, when I set up, um, you know, possible f- subscriptions, I will for my subscribers. I will have it for you guys, so that you'll get extra episodes, uh, maybe some deeper episodes, maybe some episodes talking about, you know, life, love, relationships. I'll be your, I'll be your Doctor Vilton guy. I'll be all that guy, what you know, that is here to help. Some motivational things. I'm here for you. Okay, that's why I'm making this podcast because it's just my brain ranting into a mic trying to entertain you guys. And here we are. So, but anyway, guys, that is it. And I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Peace.